Well, we're back again. Um, this week, we're joined by Danny and TJ, who just bought a house. So we're going to talk about the house buying experience. Uh, TJ joined us a few weeks ago to watch our episode on buying your first house. And Nick and I provided a little information after that episode. And he went out and found one. And uh, they just recently closed on it and started moving their stuff in. So before we get to that fun stuff, we're going to talk about what we're drinking because we, we like to drink. So I'm going first here. I'm, I'm drinking a Grant Township Sweet Cider from Michigan Wine Company here, which is in Fenville, Michigan. Um, I know the owners. They're great people. And this is excellent, by the way. And I'm drinking it out of my daughter's flash glass. So thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> Nick, what you drinking? say i uh, i went back to old faithful because i'm here to celebrate the success here so i went and bought some deuce deuces of some bud light uh you know i say it's it's just big enough for two hands um anheuser bush right for the millionth time guys uh really you should probably uh probably sponsor us for this one we're real excited uh benson's back with us benson what are you drinking today i went and i kind of reverted back to something that I learned about when I was at Cherry Capital Comic Con about a year and a half ago, and it was it was a Blake Cider multi pack. And today I'm enjoying Flannel Mouth, and I'm enjoying the El Chavo, which is the jalap the habanero and mango. There you go. Very nice, TJ. Danny, are you either of you drinking anything? Um, man, I feel like a wood because all I got is a soda from Speedway. <laughs> Hey, it's something to quench the thirst, right? Yeah, absolutely. I guess, yeah. <clears throat> so we're going yeah. to jump right in here. So TJ sat with us, and after we finished that episode, we talked to him a little bit off, you know, uh, just on the Zoom to answer some more specific questions. Uh, the next day, he had sent Nick and I a house to look at, and we gave him some ideas, you know, on what to look for. Um, one of the things I suggested was when you find a house, go to Crime Map USA and you know, see what the crime looks like in the area, which, you know, that, that first house was, you know, a, was, a really good deal. It was bad. In a sketchy neighborhood. So, <laughs> <clears throat> real quickly, TJ and Danny found out that, you know, it, it helps to know where, where crimes are being committed because that tells you whether you want to take a chance on a house or not. And uh, Nick and I were really excited to get back to this because, you know, this is proof that, we're not crazy, and we actually do know what we're talking about. So, TJ, uh, how, did, how did you go about your search here? All right, so um talked to my friend Rob, and he recommended a good uh, mortgage person over at Icon Mortgage. They're, I think they're based on, like, the Flint area. Um, and then, so I talked to Marla over at Icon Mortgage. Um, she hooked me up with a really good realtor. And so, which is kind of, like, I started a house listings I was looking at because I did some like research on um, Zillow and online, and the realtor was able to get a portal, so we found like a few houses. Um, only really looked at the the one house that was in Forge Creek, which is the one that we ended up putting the offer in on, because um, a lot of the other places were like either like rental, um, or not really like I guess flip flipper houses. Or they were in like poor neighborhoods, like you know, a lot of the Flint. There's a lot, lot in Flint and Burton areas. And the crime area, crime rate wasn't that great there. 
Sure. So, and, and so when, you, when you mean flipper houses, they were they were done up already, or they were something a flipper would buy to correct. Do? Okay. Like the it got to the point when um like we would uh, request for AD to put in so we can look at them. We actually had the other realtor that was managing those cases came back to our realtor and goes, uh, are they looking to redoing them and selling them? Because if they're looking to buy, it's a, this a no-go. They're not worth it. Sure. So. So, and uh, I guess I want to, I mean, to cut you off, but just to let everybody know um, what, what TJ was kind of talking about, it's a portal, right? So you get with a realtor, you tell them the area that you kind of want to go into and, and, and a price range. And so then you get an email specifically just for you that, that lists all those, right? So, um, you know, we don't, we don't want people who are looking for $400,000 houses getting sent a million dollar houses and they, they probably don't want to be sent $60,000 houses, right? I mean, they want to be something where, you know, where they know kind of what they're looking for. So uh, portal is a really nice thing uh, set up. So you, you know, you're not getting, when I mean, you guys live, you know, over, over uh, the east side of the state area, I don't need to get stuff that's for sale over there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I need, I need things that are here. So, and vice versa. So that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. So I think I forgot to mention like, so after we got like the mortgage, like the initial mortgage approved, like, okay. So you can do either your FHA loan, which is like, I think, what was it? 100, I think it was 100,000 for FHA, or it could be rural development for 120,000. So the place that we found in Forest Creek is actually rural development, which is nice because we didn't have to worry about down payment. It's just awesome, a, man. I did closing costs. Yep. So I think it was like another one of the reasons we went with that one. That's huge. So no, no down payment. Yeah. Well, like a lot of also what was like uh, going into our choices was the main fact that when we decided that rural development was going to be our, the way that we were going to go, um, a lot of the places that we were originally looking at were um, either land, 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 um, Land contracts. Land contracts or con conventional. Yeah. Or uh, what was the other one? Cash. Yeah, it was like a lot of cash conventional. Sure. We had we were mainly looking for stuff that was either FHA or RD because we didn't have the money to put twenty percent down for a down payment, which is what you have to do with any of those with cash conventional. Yeah. Um. So. And yeah, just again, kind of talk to you guys a little bit. Um, FHA, right, is government funding. Um, Fannie Mae, you guys hear about those things. Uh, you can put the 3.5% down that we're talking. Conventional, normally a 20% down. Rural development, right, is, is still a government kind of a loan um, to help develop the rural areas, not not city things that like David and I and Benson live in. But, you know, just, just and, and honestly, sometimes it surprises you, like Wayland, a lot of, a lot of Wayland is honestly like rural development, even though it, it's, it's pretty well updated. Right. But there's still, you'll still catch a couple things. Um, and then, right. So we talked about like VA loans and things like that, but yeah, so you guys chose rural development zero down um, and just paid closing. That is huge. Yeah. Like 
you, you've officially like taken investor step like 102 at that point, right? Like people beg to get a house with no money down, except, you know, like as little as possible. And you guys like hit a home run just right there. Um, when did you guys close on it? Um, I think it was last, last Wednesday. Yeah, last Wednesday. That's huge, man. That's huge. I'm I'm super excited about that. I mean, it would have been, been a lot sooner. But oh, yeah, it would have been way a lot sooner. It was more dealing, like, one fact was because I was on a temporary furlough, so I was off one day a week. So I was only working 32 hours a week. And, I mean, I was still able to get, like, the loans in that process. It was just more like, okay, we need an actual pay stub of your 40-hour work week. Yep. So we had to wait for that, and then. Well, it was they were fine until a point that you were unoff or you were off a of furlough, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, we need that paycheck sub for you being off furlough." Sure. And he's like, "I have to wait two weeks now to get yeah. that." So how many houses did you guys physically go look at? I think it was just the one. What? You just looked at one. That's huge. So, but you, so you, but you crime mapped a couple well, of them. Two. Technically two. We went to go look at a second one, and it was more or less we did a drive-by to see how it looked, and it was literally a house and, like, this much property. It was, like, on a corner lot. It was very, very small. And I'm like, I can't do anything with no yard. Sure. So you knew instantly it was a waste of a waste of time. So that's huge. Um, we, we looked at a lot of pictures when we were looking at listings to see, like, okay, what's the Shape of this. Sure. And one of them just didn't look, you know, either needed some work or on just didn't look, look a little outdated. That's awesome. Um, I guess I have a few questions. If you don't mind, I'm going to start shooting away. Um, tell me what the best part of this whole entire thing was. Like, what do you mean? Like, what was the best part of your entire journey? From the time that we got, like, you know, it's th that we got off the, the thing, the, the video conference, to the final, like, closing of it. Like, I mean, what's the best part of the whole journey? I got a sewing flesh craft room. Yeah, so you got what you wanted. <laughs> you got what you wanted. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, like, we found the place that was, like, practically moving ready. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was really good. It's, like, it's, like, With good colors on the wall. Good paint colors. It's got like an, a nice large bedroom that Danny can use as a sewing room. I got like a, it's a smaller like nursery room that I can use as an office. It's still enough room to like, you know, put a couple desks in there. And then... Big enough backyard that I could put a, a stand up garden. Um, it has a fire pit, a small sure. deck, has a garage. It's great. So yeah. you've, gone, you've gone from apartment to an actual house with space that you want and you're happy. Um, the, what's the worst part of the entire process? Um, when the inspector goes in and goes, oh, there's a crack in the foundation. And your, your heart just drops. Sure. And then they're like, well, we would advise you to go and have a foundation person go and look at it. And then come to find out, they learned that the original house had burnt down. And instead of replacing the foundation, like it burnt down to the ground type thing. Yeah. And instead of replacing the foundation, they put a foundation around it. <laughs> sure. And then built the house on top of that. Oh, okay. 
So you so got a big the foundation that shows up in the crawl space isn't even the foundation that the house is on. Yeah, sure. I say so. so. Tear down that wall and uh, Gorbachev it up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> um, so the worst part is is, is getting some news. Um, so now that you've done it once, uh, what is your biggest suggestion to other people to make them successful? I mean, I would like, I think what I would advise, um, especially like some of the hardships that we had was, um, because of the fact that our, our house that we have decided to settle on, um, is in a flood, flood zone. Um, you definitely have to have flood insurance before you even think about like finishing. Like they want a quote, they want you to make sure that you're paying the premiums beforehand and everything before you're even able to close out on it. Because sure. um, the, 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 the bank needs to know what, what you're, what are you chewing on? Um, what your premiums and that are. Um, and it's, it was a tough thing because it was during the time when like all the insurances were doing that, that run over on the first. Yeah. Um, so it basically made it to the point that we couldn't even contact the insurance to be able to get it. So I think it was more or less um, being proactive and making sure that you're contacting the insurance because it took almost two, three weeks to get a quote, just a quote from the insurance. Sure. Um, and trying to get on top of it and, and be almost, I don't want to say harassing them to get it, but be stern that you need it now because otherwise we're sitting here, you know. Yeah. No, time is of the essence. I mean, that's what I, so. I, tell people, I tell people all the time, time is of the essence. Every time I do a real estate transaction, right, it's time is of the essence. We, we need answers, this, 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 right? I, I'm a very, I hold people to a lot of accountability. So I think that's great is holding people to accountability. Um, so if you can remember that, that far back, uh, now, now looking at it, uh, what, what did you take from our video that you put into your transaction dealings? Um, one of the biggest things I want to know is, right, I gave the world's greatest tip in my mind of how to get out of your lease and how to negotiate that. Uh, how did you get out of your lease? What are you guys doing for it? Uh, I, I want everybody to know this. Um, so how we got out of our lease, um, mainly our, how, how our company that we, we have been going through for our apartments is that, because it's kind of on the stupid side, um, you either give them 60 day notice and then you can cut off and then you pay the um, the fee for early termination. Yep. Yep. The yeah, early termination. 200% of rent. Which is 200% of rent. Um, or you could move now, cut off your lease, but you're paying your lease until someone picks up your apartment. Sure. Which I thought was stupid because you could be like six months down and someone's still not be in your apartment. Um, 
but we we went with the route of giving the 60 day notice um and then we put basically that's the concession portion right well so we asked for concessions from the seller and so it definitely helped with the closing costs we were able to get four thousand concessions um so it still had to like come come out the money for like the rent and for the um termination fee but sure. I mean, it, it helped out with the closing costs it, did help it all came too. back that's huge yeah yeah that's a, so the advice the advice worked ask for concessions because you can get it that is great um yeah you know and that that's a that's a huge thing um right so everybody out there um and it's funny because i get told all the time right all the time well nobody's asking for concessions right now you, you're not going to get it you can't do it and like right we're august 25th of 2020 houses are selling faster than people are making food right now like yeah. and you guys got a house so with concessions like, which is huge um, i have a friend that's you know was looking for houses they literally put in a offer on a house yesterday morning and within an hour they closed on it It's great. You know, if a seller gets the right um, price, I mean, they're just going to accept it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's yeah. as long as you meet, you know, some, some sellers need this, you know, some, some others, you know, and, and, you know, you never know what a person really needs type of a thing. You know, honestly, there's people out there who are just like, I want first offer. I don't care what it is. I want this dang thing gone. Right. So um, you never know. Um, so, yeah, so we did suggestions. Um, when are you guys, when, are you guys moved in now? No. We're in the process. We're in the process. Okay, so is it vacant? It is vacant now. Yeah. So you guys, um, you guys can start moving in anytime? Yeah. Yes. We, we, started we, we just yesterday. got the keys yesterday. Okay, so that's huge. Um, and now you have, you gave, you gave your six month, or you gave your two month notice the beginning of the month? I think oh, it was, August, yeah. Yep. Close to beginning of August. So you have so like 30, 35 days to move your stuff. So yeah. So our moving move out day is September 30th. That's when we got to be out. Sure. So that's huge. But that allows uh, us to be able to like hook up our internet, hook up you know water, power, everything. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um. Yeah, saying that's you know now. I guess, where did you get that information? I mean, granted, you guys have been renters, but did you guys pay all, all your utilities being a renter? I forget about that. Um, all but water. Yeah, like everything except water and sewage. Okay, That's so and now did you, did, how, who told you who to call to get water into your name? Um, where did that advice come from? Um, the real, real at, at closing. Yeah, at closing. Yep. So, so they just handed you a check sheet and said, these are the numbers yep. to call. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that's, and that's why I want people to know is like, every, people have knowledge, right? Everybody, there's people that have been through it and no matter what, like you can get your hand held as much as you want or need. Right. Like when I bought my first house, I didn't have a, a single bill in my name, you know? So it's like, I didn't know who to contact and I got a sheet, I got a sheet that said consumers DTE, you know, uh, here's a list of three trash companies, call them, see what the best bid is. Um, you know, 
call the city, tell them that you're the new owner and stuff like that. So, I mean, the next, um, the next thing I also advise is, you know, don't be afraid of asking your realtor to ask the other party questions. Like, like we had closed and we're like, okay, wait, we didn't get a, a, a garage door opener. Weren't we supposed to get a garage door opener? And apparently they didn't have one. Um, and then we were going to try and do this call over at the new house. We have the internet and everything sent over there, get ready to set up, and we have to contact them again, asking them where their internet hookup is. Apparently, so they never had internet or cable. So I'm sure. They never had internet or cable? What? Yeah, Are they the Stone Age? I don't know. I was like, I called, I called the um, guys. Nick doesn't have internet or cable. <laughs> You're Stone Age. I I'm Stone Age. Yes, 100. I I can get everything done on minimal. I I, I try to think. I'm not a minimalist, right? Because I drink crap tons of beer and I I just put my money towards other things. Um, I mean, like we don't have cable or anything like that. We literally use the internet for everything. So. Yeah, me too. Off my cell phone. gamers, so I mean, we kind of have to have that. Hey, I play Clash of Clans. I'm a gamer. I'm a diehard gamer. Clash of Clans all day. Not the same. I phone game too, but... I think I play Bubble Pop now too. and That's a game, okay? Not the same. I got a question. Yeah. So, when you guys sat down with a realtor, they ask you, you know, what are you looking for? What were your have-to-haves in a house? Mm-hmm. What what is my oh, what what? Yeah, what did you have to have when when your realtor said okay? Well, you have to have when you're looking for a house. Like for me, I know I need a garage. I know I need central air. Those are if I'm looking at a house, those two are musts. I think when 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 we were looking, it was definitely had to have central air. Was that one was of them like really the must. That was the, the best ideal that we, we wanted. If we had to, and they had the option for central air, like if they had forest air, but had the ducking work that could do it and just didn't have central air, we could have done it, you know, down the road. Um, but I think the main thing was is that we were looking for moving ready. We were looking, okay, do, do they come with appliances? Because we had to look at, okay, well, you know, that's going to be an extra cost down the, down the road if we need appliances. Um, we were really lucky that this house came with a fridge, the stove, you know, a dishwasher, which is a plus. We didn't need that. Um, and the only thing that we really need down the road is a washer and dryer. Um, so, I mean, at, at this point, it's pretty much a dream. I mean, I, I wasn't even expecting to get a house with a garage. Um, which is awesome because um, David knows me. I'm a, I'm a crafter. I'm, I'm a, I'm a trinketer. I'm, you know, definitely need my making space. Um, so it's, it's definitely a plus. Um, and then the other stipulation that I had requested was a big enough backyard to have a, a stand-up garden in. Like, I didn't even care if it was, like, a huge area. It's just more or less I wanted to be able to grow, you know, different vegetables and whatnot. 
Um, so. And I, I think it's really fun because you guys and I are, we're kind of doing things a little bit backwards in life, right? So my first house is five bedrooms, two bathrooms, right? And, and quite a few square feet. And it was me and my wife, right? That is it. And, and I had all the space I wanted. Well, my, my first investment was a duplex, two bedrooms, one bathroom, one floor, like no basement, no anything, right? So taking all that stuff and, and um, I, I moved everything. I have a storage over at that house. So I kept everything upstairs in the, in the garage there. Um, but like I learned to live so small. So then, right, like I learned, I learned going from having things that I loved to having, all right, this is, I can still live here. I just don't have, you know, all this. Okay, now, you know, and then we did a couple of different moves, but like now, I mean, even on this house that I own now, uh, you know, like one of the big things, my wife is like, I need a pool, right? So we have the pool. Um, this house came with a natural gas line that I have, right? So my grill is hooked up straight to natural gas. I, I don't fill a propane tank. I'm promising you people, like, that'll be, if I ever buy another house, build a house, do whatever, that's a guaranteed thing. A natural gas line will be hooked up to my grill. I don't care if I have to get it as a concession. Like, you will pay the $300 to run that gas line. Like, but, you you know, you'll find in your first house, you're like, all right, this is great. This fits. And so, like, you already have so many things that you – you got so many extras from what you originally wanted. And I think that's huge. Um, you know, now, you're, now you'll – you'll grow and, and do that. Um, right. So I, I am an investor. Um, I think <laughs> so. Um, I'm doing it full-time retired right now. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I tell people I'm retired, um, just to, to make myself feel good about myself. Um, but as an investor, so you guys say you have, you have the bedroom, a craft room and an office spot. What are the chances? What are the chances you're going to run Airbnb out of, uh, I don't, you know, your basement or you're going to run Airbnb out of one of your extra rooms to, to try to drive up some income. Um, is that, is that a thing that you guys have thought about? No, because I think we may like, we have like just enough rooms for what we need. So we don't really have the extra space. I mean, I guess if we needed to use the sewing room, we could put a bed in there or something, but that's but about it. It's not, it's not a thing that you want to drive for right now. No, not, so, not really, like not really a thing like we we've had a discussion because like uh, we have a friend that's not in such a good situation where they're getting um i don't want to say bullied but pretty much trying to get controlled and manipulated by their parents and being sure. adults themselves and um and it was more or less you know i'm like hey you know we have room we can get you a bed, you know, we need to get you out of a situation, like, because, they, yeah. you know, it's their room, you know, and. It starts there, trust me, I, I had, yeah. I had, I had, I've had, I've had people live with me quite a bit, I mean, a lot of it's, I mean, it's family, I've had, uh, I had a buddy who was, you know, getting married, and so they didn't, they didn't want to live together and stuff like that, so he came in and lived in one of my big rooms, um, and it just, you know, so it kind of starts there, honestly. And when you start seeing that, you can either pay for, you know, half your mortgage, all of your mortgage. So on a, on a personal note, um, if you care to share with us, how much were you guys paying or are you paying on your rent right now? And what is your new mortgage pricing? Well, so you, you, have, you have FEMA flood insurance, which is quite large. But so what's the price difference? Um, I think it's like. 
So in terms of just premium cost, like, sorry, not premium, principal costs versus like cost of rent, like right now we're paying 510 a month for rent, which is like really cheap for- Especially in this area. Yeah. For anybody in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We we got a really we got a really good deal on on this apartment. Sure. And I think it's like four hundred something for the principal, like and that's just like um the loan and like taxes and stuff. But then there's also the escrow payment, which is like another three hundred something. So I think total amount is like eight hundred dollars a month. Sure. So for three hundred more dollars, and you're gaining two more bedrooms, correct? Yeah. Plus, plus a basement, plus a garage, plus a kitchen that's like twice, if not three times larger oh, than ours. Twice plus a larger. yard. Plus a yard. So you guys, yeah, you guys gained a lot off of three hundred dollars. Um, just viewer-wise, real quick, I want to touch base. Uh, he brought up a couple of things. Uh, principal and interest, right? Uh, you'll hear that. So principal, right? So if he paid. Uh, let's say $100,000 for his house. Um, that's the principal payment. And then they add interest, you know, so if, can I ask what you guys got? I mean, I know 30 year, 30 year rates right now are crazy low for interest rate. What's your interest rate? Do you know? Uh, it's like, it's below 3%. Below 3%. That's huge. That's huge. Good for you guys. Holy crap. Um, I thought I was right? doing good at three and three quarter. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. I love this story. This is great. Um, but so you're below 3%. So right, they're gonna they're gonna take the 100 grand, divide it by the third, you know, uh, the the uh, the 30 years, and then add the 3% or well, let's call it 3% just around. Um, add that every every month, and you know that's their that's their payment divided out. And then if they if they overpay on their principal, right, that that cuts it down on how much they owe for interest um escrow right what he was talking is your your insurance usually taxes are your taxes are built into there um rd real development i'm not 100 percent sure is, is your taxes built into your rd loan yeah yeah and you so you don't have to write a check to the to the city every six months okay so it's already built in um say 90% of loans are, I just know there's a few out there where they'll let you pay your own taxes. Um, people do that. So like if you're a real investor, like hardcore money, you know, um, you're, you're going to wait. So like all the people that I know that invest, right. Taxes are due July or let's call it August 31st, right. Their payment is like to them, August 31st. Me, I got my bill for, you know, taxes, two months ago and I just send the check. Yes, I can earn interest on my 10 grand that I send out, but like it gives me anxiety to owe people money. So I, I just send it and um, yeah, I lose out on a few bucks. I'll be honest about that. But like my anxiety is not worth that to me, <laughs> you know, cause like I'll forget. Um, I just sent out a mortgage payment today for, for uh, next month. And I'm usually paying by the 15th kind of a thing. So, um, you know, I, I, I try to do things way ahead of time. But no, that's uh, so three hundred dollars. You guys have you guys have killed it, um, really. I are you now? Wh what's your what's your long term goal with this place? I think just like you know, a resident res residential living, really. Forever. This is like your forever house. I I think so for now. Yeah. I mean, for now. 
Sure. I mean, we're we're not we're not a couple that you know plan on having kids. We have th three fur babies, you know. Sure. Um, it's definitely one of those we wanted to get out of the apartment, and if we were going to move out of the apartment, we were going to move into a house. So. Yeah, this is huge. So no, and uh, right, thirty years from now, you're gonna, or if you if you are smart, you'll overpay by by however much you guys want. Um, I, I always suggest paying down that principal as fast as possible. Um, you know, at least, I guess my suggestion is always get it to, I like to get it to as low as possible and then just open a line of credit. Um, that way I just have the money there in case I absolutely need it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the faster I pay, the, the, the better it becomes. So, and you save, you save a bunch of money. You might as well, might as well I mean, Honestly, though, at like less than 3%, I don't know if it's kind of worth it at this point. <laughs> like, it's probably not. It's hard to make that money, man. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even tell you that unless you're, unless you're me, right? Like, again, me, I don't like owing anybody anything. Granted, I owe, you know, 15 people or 15 banks or whatever it is, a bunch of money. But, um, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, 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 I'm really happy for you guys. Like, um, was there anything in the video that stuck out to you that you remember that, that just told you to take the jump to actually go look? Um, cause I remember when we talked, you were like, yeah, I have this lease and I have, I, you know, you kind of had a couple excuses of why you haven't done it in forever. Like, was there anything in the video that made you guys just go, all right, it's time to, it's time to get off the pot. You told us to get off the pot and go look. <laughs> Well, I, I want people to realize here. So literally, we, we did this on a Tuesday night like we always do. Yeah. And by the time I woke up Wednesday morning, I had messages on Facebook from TJ going, hey, look at this house. And I was yeah. like, holy crap, something happened overnight. <laughs> I started sending Nick what? messages and he goes, yeah, I already talked to MJ there, you know. What, what you don't understand is, I am I was the person that sit, was sitting off to the side because of the fact that you know it's it was totally underneath PJ's name you know and because that way we didn't have to deal with you know putting like having that second person income type thing in in quote especially since we're not married and then it would just make it a lot more complicated a lot more paperwork a lot more paperwork um and Where's my train of thought going? Um, what you guys don't realize on the backside is him going crazy because he's crazy like this. And it was, hey, look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one. What do what, what, you think this one? And I get text messages like in the middle of the day of like five different houses to look at. I'm like, I'm at work. Oh, welcome to my, welcome to my wife's life for the past 10 years. Trust me. <laughs> Um, hey, take a look at this. Take a look at this. What, um, what you need to realize, Danny, is when we have thoughts, we need answers now. Oh, well, yeah, I know, because I have personality too. So, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys because um, you don't believe it, but I'm going to make you investors by the end of like, by the end of like, who knows how long, right? Because so no, be Nick's, you know, end goal of us. <laughs> it is it's like okay, so. Here, here's the thing, right? So I can, people ask me why I give advice all the time and I don't charge for it and I, I give it for free, right? Because I know that 99% of people that I talk to are just going to sit around and do nothing with my advice. 
I can, I can hand you everything in the world except for the money and stuff like that. Like, and, and when people are given things, they usually don't take it and run with it, right? Like, it's that special 1% that actually takes it and does something with it. And they understand, hey, this is, no, if I'm talking, like, I'm, I'm, if I talk about it, I intend to do it, right? And, but I go to coffee, I go, I go drink beers with people and, and just a constant, right? Like, hey, let me pick your brain, let me do this. And people don't. Nobody, nobody moves as fast as you guys have ever moved on like a deal. Like, I mean, I, I, I can't believe it. Right. Like, so like literally like the next day I'm like, all right. Like, and, and there's part of me that's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're looking. And then like, I get the, Oh, Hey, we put an offer in no crap. Like, Hey, we got an accepted offer. All right. They're going through with it. Like until that final, Hey, we closed. I'm like, wow, this is like, these people get it. They understand it. And you'll, you'll, You'll be great landlords someday, I'm telling you. one pretty quick, um, mainly because we kind of fell in love with it. And then when we were looking around, it just seems like all the other houses that we were looking at were dumps for yep. better words. You know, well, they, they just weren't worth it. Or they weren't in that, like, rural development. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or, well, I mean, we found some houses that were really nice, but, you know, they were in the wrong loan. Sure. It's like putting three and a half. I mean, if you can save three and a half percent, I mean, that's $3,500 on a hundred grand right there. I mean, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, the good news is, is Danny, um, you, you didn't get your name on any of this loan. You're officially uh, not the owner of it. You're, you're entitled to nothing of it. But the good news is, is your whole financial, <laughs> your whole financials are wide open. So we're going to buy you a house too. And <laughs> um, no, it's great. Like, um, right. I'm going to teach you that your big backyard that you're bragging about is you're going to, you're going to let somebody park their trailer. Small backyard. <laughs> you're huge. You're huge. Somebody's going to be able to park their trailer and you're going to charge them 50 bucks a month during the winter time just to park their trailer there because they don't have spot in their $500,000 neighborhood because they're not allowed to park it there and it's going to be cheaper to park it. How big is this trailer? It doesn't matter. It's going to fit in your backyard. It doesn't matter, right? It's the winter. You're not using the backyard. You can just put it in like a corner. Hey, if you let me, I'll give you a buck. I'll give you a buck a month if you let me park my pop up there. Right? So um, the, the whole point is, is you can make, you can make anything an investment if you try hard for it. Right? So, um, and I, I think one of, one of the things you were hitting there, Nick, because we had this discussion last week, you know, Don and I went and picked up some inventory from Lansing and yep. Mike came up and we were all talking about this. And, and I, I had that Ron Swanson moment of, you know, he said, why are people so bad at eating? And I, I said to my wife, why are people so bad at opening a business? And the honest answer is everybody wants it handed to them. They don't want to actually work for it. Yep. So you guys went and you said, okay, well, we sat here, we listened to what these guys had to say. Obviously buying a house is, is an option because they think we can do it. So let's just go do it. Yeah. And that's half the battle right there is you just decided, okay, I'm just going to go do this. And, and that's like, it's huge to me because like I would, I mean, I'm not even going to, I'm going to tell you the figure is literally 99% of people will not break their lease they won't, you know, they, they, they'll just constantly have excuses. And then, you know, when they go to close on the next one or something like that, they, you know, again, your, your lease isn't up for quite a while, but you're like, 
you know, we talked about it in the last episode is like signed and we had this. And so everybody just gets into this comfort life. And, and again, they're handed, people don't want to be disrupted. They don't want this comfort, but like, they don't understand that. What, I mean, now what you're doing is right. You're taking, we talked about principle, right? Like every time you make a payment, right. It sucks to look at and cause you're going to look at it and go, Oh man, escrow's 400 and interest is 300 and my principal's 62 bucks. What is 60? I, I own $62 in my house. Right. But like now, and life is so short to me, right? It really is. But like, you know, get, get five years down the road and see that you have eight grand built into this house, right? Get 10 years down the road and see that you have 20 grand built, you know, get like, and the farther you go, you're like, holy crap, we, we, we own, we own something. It's just like a savings account that you paid for, um, right? But you, you're going to own this thing and you're just going to go, wow, we, we're sitting on a, a pile of money. I mean, yes, you always have to have a place to live, but you know, I, I have friends right now on Facebook and stuff like that. Like I can't believe I, three friends I know have sold their house and moved to a travel trailer and they're just hauling it around or an RV and they're just driving around because they sold their house for quite a bit of money and, and, and they're just living, you know, they paid 20 grand for this trailer. Uh, one paid, you know, half their house price for an RV, but, that, <laughs> but the, you know, still like they, they just sent in this big pile of money and, and that's what they did with it. So, um, you know, now you guys, you guys are going to build, build this equity and you're going to be able to utilize it to do bigger things and getting to less than, you know, less than 3%, man, that, that is, you guys, like, I've hit home runs in, in this game, right? But like, you guys hit a home run, zero down, below 3% interest, you got everything, everything that you listed that you wanted, you officially got in, in your first house, like, the, the only house you looked at, you got an accepted offer, you guys, like, I, I'm not going to tell viewers, hey, this is how it is, because it's not, really, it's not, this is, this is a thing that doesn't happen on a constant. I mean, this is huge. Like, this is like a unicorn, right? Like, it doesn't, especially in 2020, again, when houses are flying, you didn't, now, now, how much was the, or it doesn't matter, did you pay over what the the asking price was? Yes. Um, so you but, did go in? But, I think it was like, by one or two thousand. Well, listen to this. They were asking for the house at a, hundred and nine thousand dollars um our quote price um was 112 but that included four four thousand dollars of the concession yeah so So, we actually asked them to technically go down in price now as well as you know paying the concession say now is a good time i say this is going to be half investment half talking about how to buy um Guys, this is how I do things all the time, right? If I find a house that I know is now, sorry, before I can fin- before I finish, you you offered one twelve, so you officially paid one twelve. Yes, you got money back, but you paid one twelve on your closing documents. Mm-hmm. Um, what did the house appraise for? One hundred and fifteen thousand. So you have three thousand in equity, just like that. Plus, you got four. You know, you could. You could pay your you could pay your lease off, or you could just put that all towards your principal right away and have more in equity. But you're gonna you're gonna pay your lease because you're smart kids. Um, <laughs> but you know, so so going back to it, right? When I when I buy a house, when I buy a house, um, for instance, I, I bought a house for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. It was worth one hundred and eighty thousand. 
And I didn't want to put down the 25% on the, the closing. So what I did was I borrowed, I borrowed money. I borrowed money because, it, you know, I can get up to 75% loan to value, right? So I ended up paying like, let's call it 150. I offered 150, but I wanted, you know, 25,000 in, in um, concessions. So I get a big chunk of money right back. So I put my money down and technically got it all paid right back. So I put it right back in the bank. So technically I put $0 down. I do it. I do it quite a bit because if there's equity in it, I want to, I want to hit that equity mark as the person that I am when I invest, because the more money that I have in my pocket and the cheaper I can buy the house, the better it is. As long as, as long as the rent adds up to what it is. Um, you know, when I, when we buy flips, we'll, we'll do that quite a bit, honestly, because, you know, you need that cash to flip the house. So, you know, if I'm making a, if I'm making a larger payment, if I'm making a larger payment up front, it's cheaper than hard money. Um, yes, it costs me in closing and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I, I just then get a big chunk of money that I can start putting down you guys, you know, on the houses that you looked at for pictures, right? Like I'm the guy going in there and doing brand new fixtures, drywall, like I'm putting flooring in you guys. Oh, you, you know, it's fun because, you know, you got, you got so lucky because, right. You sound like the type of people that would be a little more picky. Cause you're like, Oh, the paint was great. And like people walk away from houses cause the paint looks like crap. And I'm like, that cost you pennies compared to what life is like, but so you, you know, um, but people walk away from houses because of that. Now I will let you know, um, there is a couple issues with the house, which, you know, we, we looked at it and, you know, we're like, okay, well, how much will this cost to fix it? If it's fixable and it's reasonable price, we, we wouldn't worry about it. Um, sure. We have like the laundry, laundry room floor. Um, it has where the water heater is. Apparently the water heater had um, been compromised and it leaked into the floor. Sure. Well, the subfloor needs, like, the subfloor is gone. It, it's deteriorated to the point that it is soft, okay. like a, soft like a sponge. Um, and it will be re needing to be replaced before we even think about getting a washer and dryer. Um, and, you know, I, I looked at my contractor friend and I'm like, hey, this, this is what's going on. How much do you think it would cost you to, you know, help us fix it? It's like about $15, $15 per square foot. Sure. And then your, your choice of laminate or flooring that you want to put on. Yep. Like, and I, you know, well, we're good to look over that then. And now, now does your new hot water heater have drip pan? Mm, sure. It's a big, never mind. So, drip pan, right, for everybody that's watching. Uh, there's a hot water heater, right? Big, giant, white tube thing, usually. Um, and then the bottom part has a, a, a pan that sits probably three inches high um, that sits around it. So that way, if the water heater leaks, because it leaks out of the spot when it, when it breaks, um, usually there's a sensor in there. Um, five, four inches. I think the new one does. Okay. And that, that's code, right? So like some of mine don't because they're, they're grandfathered in. Um, but, you know, and so then you have the sensor that goes in there and if water touches it, it, it sends you a signal. So that way you know that because they, they don't usually just burst and go into like explosion. They drip type thing and then they let the water out. And, you know, um, so I do want to shift the, the idea from, um, 
from this to Benson, David, and I, I, I want to give advice to you guys, being a first-time homeowner, me being a landlord and understanding what things are. Um, so, Mike, you, you've, you've owned houses. What is, what is one of the biggest things you would say, being a homeowner, what's one of the biggest things you would say? I think as a homeowner, you always need to be ready for the unexpected and have that money available for the fact that you might have to replace a washer and dryer. You might have to, you know, I had to buy just a few months ago a new fridge. You have to have, be ready for those things. And you have to realize that, you know, they have that all that saying that if you can afford to rent, you can afford to buy, but realize that you add everything up in terms of usually more utilities that you're paying for when you buy that, you know, you either have to go cheaper in terms of what your, you know, principal is going to be so you can cover all the insurances, all the, you know, escrow things and, you know, if you feel like you can only afford a certain amount a month or, you know, and use the term that, you know, every single, it seems like call we have or every talk we have with these, you know, budget, budget, budget. Probably the most important thing. Sure. Um, David? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the other thing that really has come in helpful for us is if you start finding people now, that have skills that you don't necessarily have. So we had a plumber for a while. Unfortunately, he moved states. So, you know, I'm always on the lookout for an affordable plumber that can come in and do a quick job for me. Uh, we know an electrician that's fairly cheap. So if we need electrical work done, we know who to get a hold of. Um, I, we have a handyman that, you know, if we need something done really quick, you can swing over here and do that really quick. I, you know, we found a leak in the basement one day and it was coming from the bathroom. We weren't sure what it was. Had him come over. He looked at it. He goes, yeah, your O-ring went out on the toilet. I could have changed it myself. I don't want to. I said, yeah, what's it going to cost? He gave me a price. I said, yeah, go do that. Because I didn't want to do it. You're going to find these people latch on to them when you can. Because you probably won't spend, you know, what you would spend on a stranger. But you still want to make it worth their while to drop things and come and do it for you. Okay. Well, well, like I, I said, you know, we, we have the, the front at the contractor. Yep. He's like, I can get that floor done for you. You know, you can be at this price. Yep. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll let you know when we need you. Well, yeah. when, we, when we did the kitchen, my old football coach, Steve, did the kitchen. And, uh, I want to say he, at the end of the day, charged us. Too, by the way. Thank you. Just for his portion of the kitchen, I think he charged us like $3,200, which we knew was way less than what he should have been charging us. So I think we ended up giving him like four hundred or 4000 So it was an extra 800 bucks, which he pissed and moaned about. But we knew he shortchanged us because he's a friend and he wanted to do it as cheap as he could for us. So we knew we could take a little bit more of a loss on this. It's not a big deal. Sure. Um, I, I want everybody to know that that advice right there is what sets me apart from 90% of real estate investors. Um, I'm, you're going to hear it again when we talk about more in depth of real estate investing, right? Uh, a team, uh, having a team is the biggest thing 
I personally can give you for advice, right? Um, I could run inside. I, I made a laminate copy um, because if I get in a car crash or anything like that and something happens during that exact time, my wife, my wife can go through my phone and she'll type in. And in my phone, right, it just says HVAC. It says plumber. It says electrical. It, you know, and it, it just new carpet, carpet clean. Um, I'm just trying to think of like my team. Like if somebody says, hey, what, you know, um, pest control and stuff like that. Like I just, boom, I, I, I know exactly who to go to for what issue. Um, but on a, on a different, my smaller things, because uh, David, that was great advice and you, you stole my number one thing. But um, my advice is always have light bulbs on hand, right? Um, they're always going to go out and they're going to go out when you don't want them to go out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they probably do in your apartment now, but yep. right. So there you, you go, you go to Meyer, you buy a box of them for six bucks. If you buy LED, they'll go on sale. Buy them when they're on sale. That's what I always do. Um, furnace filters. You guys have forced air, correct? Yeah. yeah. Right. So furnace filters. Um, again, this is preference. My HVAC guy uh, suggest that you, you get the blue ones, right? Because they breathe a heck of a lot more. They don't make your AC work. I, it's funny, actually. David had an issue. <laughs> David, had, <laughs> David had this exact issue um, at, at his business. Uh, he was using, you know, he, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's proud of buying this $40 air filter HEPA bullcrap that, you know, and this thing. Well, what it does is. Filters out allergies. Yep. You know, he's thinking he's helping the whole world. And, uh, Right, so what it is, is is this cloth is so dense that it doesn't allow air to get through to get to the heater or, you know, and, and, and to actually do the work. So my suggestion is, right, go to Menards. Okay, so go to your house, open up where it says air filter. I mean, if, if it's not labeled, label it. Make sure you have the direction of airflow. So before you pull it out, take a picture so you know which way that arrow goes. That's a big advice because airflow flows one way. Yeah. Right, so it comes in, goes in. Um, so make sure you take that picture. So right on the side of it, it's going to be labeled the exact size. What I do personally is I, I buy my first box and I empty it out and I, I throw the first ones away in the trash. Every, every month I change mine out cause my, my ducks are a little different. Um, and so then I, I take my second box and I leave the old box there and I just fill up 12 of them. And I, you know, so once a year I throw out a whole box of them. Uh, because I, I keep them. So know what your air filter is. Buy the buy the blue one, right? Because it lets enough air through and it catches all the dust that you're going to need to do. It'll last. It'll make your furnace last for that much longer. Um, if you have an HVAC guy that you appreciate, approve of, and he tells you differently, don't take my advice. Take his advice because he's the one working on the stuff, right? So um, I'm not a licensed professional. I just uh, you know I just go with what my people go with. So. That's one thing that we wish that the previous homeowners uh, knew. Because to change their air filters? Oh, well, yeah. Well, yep. the furnace is underneath the house, so it's in the crawl space. Yep. Um, and it just seems like they never changed it in the three Nobody, years. Nobody does. This is the most for, that, that's why I'm giving you this advice. This is the most forgotten thing. It, it was thing. practically, like the furnace was practically eating. Yeah. Eating the 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 filter. Yeah, black black dirt or, or just you know, and you you'll pull it out and it's just covered. So and you know, people don't do it with their you know. If you go to if you go to places like I go to, which is um, Muffler Man or you know the cheap oil changes, 
They don't check your cabin oil filter. They don't check your air filter under the hood. I mean, if you're paying 60 bucks, if you're paying 60 bucks to get an oil change, they'll check it, but they'll still charge you the, the $40 for the filter, even though you can go to AutoZone and buy it for four bucks. And if you're any little bit handy, I mean, a furnace filter, honestly, you pull a cover, right? And it opens directly up. You pull out, you, you see the arrow, you push it right back in the slot, you put the cover back on, and your life is good. It takes you, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to say you're crawling downstairs. I'm going to give you three minutes of your life. If you can't give three minutes of your life, I don't care if it's every two months, right, to save yourself. Once you pay for your first, I always say once you pay for your first furnace, you're going to understand that, you know what, me, me spending three bucks every two months is well worth me not spending 3500 every however often this thing is going to go out or your calls. So that's, that's some of the biggest advice. Um, the other advice I would give you, we talked about your, your hot water heater blowing. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. It's guaranteed. Um, you're going to have water leaks in other places. So my advice is when you get to the house, go find your main shutoff. Okay. Don't touch it because I'll give you that in a second, but find where it is, right? So you know that if you have an emergency, like you're... You can just crank it down. Yep, exactly. So you can shut that water off to the house. Now there's going to be one, there's going to be a water meter inside. There's going to be one that's known as the city side and one that's your side. If you are feeling up to it, call the city and ask them if they replace, if they replace, if they're responsible for their side. Um, Everybody around here, except for the city of Grand Rapids, apparently, I just found out yesterday, uh, the city is responsible for their valve. So the one that runs to the ground itself, never touch your side ever if you're not responsible for it because, because what's going to happen is nobody opens and closes their valves ever. I don't do it. So these things dry out, like the seals inside. So when you go to close it the first time, it's going to leak on you. Okay, and then you're gonna have to get that fixed. So you call somebody. So that's why you close down the city side, because if it leaks, they come shut the water off at the road, and then they come replace that side. You never have to actually touch your side. If it doesn't shut water off to the house, yes, touch your side. Big chances yours is gonna leak too. Um, you know, so that, figure yours is a secondary option type of a thing. Yeah. But know where your water is to make sure make sure you can shut it off. It doesn't happen every day, but you know what? In the 30 years that you guys are going to live there and make payments on it, it, it might help you because I've been in a situation. I've been in a situation. Rains, of course. Yep. You know, and, and so, right. I went to go shut off. I went to go shut off a toilet and that, that valve leaked. Right. So when it was dripping water and yeah, it shut it off somewhat, but it still leaked on the floor and stuff like that. And then it was like, okay. I, and this is exactly how I know, because then I go to shut off the main and I shut off mine and it won't shut off, right? The, the ball valve inside of it just won't close. I was like, oh crap. And then it starts leaking. So I shut off the city side and there starts leaking. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can any other one, like I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point of stop being a landlord. But then I call the city and they're like, all right, we'll come get this taken care of. So of course I do the toilet one cause I'm not like David. I, I, I'll get down there and do the 10 cent one. I hired somebody to do the one my personal one on the opposite side, because you don't want to touch that valve. I don't personally, because if that water is not shut off, I mean, that, that's going to blow a hole in your wall. I'm, I'm be honest, that, that thousands of pounds of pressure, it's just so much if it's not shut off. So I don't fuss with it. And then the city comes in and they, they change theirs and uh, I don't get charged for that. So 
<laughs> you know, and I know it's going to close. So, um, you know, big advice there is just nowhere, nowhere, because water's, water's the most damaging thing because you don't always know exactly where it's coming from and you don't know how long it's going to take. So um, know where your shutoffs are, know where your mains are. Um, you know, now, honestly, don't be me, but I do try to shut my, my toilets off um, every once in a while. I can't say it's every, you know, just kind of when I'm, when I'm like right now, I'm thinking about it. So after this, I'll, I'll go shut my waters off just to make sure that that, that O-ring or that um, seal inside the, the shutoff is, is lubed up and still, you know, it's not going to dry rot on me. So um, I just, I get tired of having to, <laughs> to replace these things. So when I go to a tenant place, I'll just give it a, a thing just to make sure I don't have to go do it again. Um, and then my other advice is, you know, enjoy it, make it your own and understand that um, really for you guys, this is, this is going to be something you guys share forever and something that you're going to build for the rest of your life. So, you know, don't, don't rush into getting everything done at once because, you know, uh, how I do things is I, I, I do my, you know, I'll do my paint and then I go do my flooring and, you know, that takes me four years and then I go do <laughs> something else. By the time I'm done, right, my wife wants new paint and then that paint doesn't look great with that flooring and then that flooring doesn't look great with the, you know, with the, so, you know, it, it, it's a never any cycle, but just enjoy it and make it your own. Really, it, owning real estate is is as great as you want it to be. Yes, there's, there's frustration times, but man, it is the best thing when you know that that thing is paid off. I think this was uh, a lot of fun. I, I think this it. was probably eye-opening for some people. Um, I think you guys did a great job. Home I, run. I, I think you got everything you wanted. You paid a good price for it. I, I'm really proud of both of you. Oh, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be happier, honestly. I... I say we we've met the one time and, and I'm honestly I couldn't be happier for you guys. So Alrighty, so we're gonna wrap this one up. Um thanks for joining us again. Uh TJ and Danny, thanks for taking time out of your day and not moving at the moment so we could sit here and, and talk to you about your your house journey. Uh thank you to Michigan Wine Company for a great glass of cider there. I was happy with that. Nick. Uh, I say Anheuser-Busch, of course, Bud Lights, um, send them. Um, guys, like, subscribe, share. Uh, Danny, TJ, uh, I expect to see a, a like and subscribe on this one. I mean, I know you can't love on YouTube, but let's show some love. Um, if you hated this video, smash the, smash the like button um, just to make sure that everybody else can hate on the video and we can see all the comments. Um, you know, really uh, say, do do us that favor. And uh, that's the only thing we ask for repayment of some knowledge. Now that we officially know that some knowledge works, uh, say David says that we're not crazy. I still think we're crazy, but, you know, we have some knowledge. So, um, guys, uh, I, man, this is, this is one of the happiest episodes um, and feedback that we've gotten in so long. Uh, and to hit a home run like that, man, that's just huge. That is huge. You, you you go into a real estate thing, you tell people that you did that, you, you guys are going to look like legends. It's going to be great. All righty, guys. Well, it was good joining everybody, and uh, we'll see you all next week.